Welcome to Hershey and the Teague Show, starring pitcher Mark Hirschman and his personal catcher, Mike Keegan. Every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. live from the Governor's Comedy Club radio studio. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah, all right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. It is Tuesday night, 9 p.m. You know what that means. What is it? That means it's the Hershey and Keek Show. <laughs> yes, it right. is. Here we are. Let's go, baby. Thank you guys for tuning in. Please just take a second to, to share this link and tell your friends and like it and, and smash that like and subscribe smash button. Smash it. Smash it. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. As always, we love you. Uh, we're happy to be here. Uh, the Hershey and the Keeg Show. I am Mike Keegan. My co-host, uh, the lovely Mark Hirschman. Hello. Our lovely producer, Sally from the Valley. Silly Sally. Hey, everyone. Hello. She is. And it is Kentucky Derby Week, so we have a, a very special guest. We have uh, Anthony Stabile here. And we're happy to have him. He's, uh, what are we? Anthony what Stabile the credentials, from, the credentials, hold on. I have, uh, I have legal size paper that I wrote uh, all these things down on for Mr. Anthony Stabile. Anthony Stabile, you will see him uh, every racing day for the New York Racing Association on Talking Horses. It's a show that they, they put on before the races, talking about who's going to win, who's going to lose, mostly about who's going to lose. Uh, he is the content producer for Naira Betts. That's one of his newer titles. Um, um, you will see him on the weekends very frequently, and I believe today possibly on America's Day at the Races, which is a nationally telecasted show on Fox Sports. And once in a while, you will see him calling races at Belmont Aqueduct um, and so forth. So, how we manage to figure this, to fit this guy's time in the week of Kentucky Derby, but he is here. We are very happy to have him. Thank you, Anthony, for being here, sir. Mike, Mark, you know how much this is. How much I love Mark. Let's do it. This is poker night. Oh, Whoa. Poker night during Kentucky Derby week. Oh, yes. boy. And both were usurped Wow! by my main man, one of my aces. I got four aces in life, and he is absolutely positively one of them. I don't He's... even know what usurped it means, but he did it for me, and I feel good about it, though. <laughs> Mark is a good egg. He yeah, me he is a good egg. He's a great egg. And uh, yeah, we continue to do it for you people every week. We have a great, another great guest. That another we're happy about. home run. We just have a lister after a lister. A list. I mean, we, we do it for you. people. I would say he's an A plus lister at I this point. So. I would say I'm a big A lister. Big A. Hey, <laughs> we love puns. That's perfect. So, yeah, um, we're excited to have Anthony. We're going to get into some uh, some Kentucky Derby, some horse racing stuff in yeah, a little bit. When we when we this show came to life, like I'd say after the holidays, February, January, and one of the first guests that we talked about having, we had the vision that we were going to be still going strong in May. We said, "Who's coming on for Derby Week? Let's see if we can get Stabile. We the got big him. A, Anthony Stabile. We got him. He's here, and, uh, and uh, we're going to tackle a little. Uh, we're going to tackle some Derby stuff, but we're also going to tackle." Anthony Stabile, not physically, although it would be easier to do that than it used to be. He has recently dropped 128? 125. 125 pounds, so we still will not be tackling him. But we're going to, you know, the truth is Anthony's followers see him a lot talking about Kentucky Derby, Belmont Stakes, the big races. So we're going to definitely touch on some of the the big race, but we're also going to talk about 
Anthony, what makes Anthony tick? The story of Anthony, because people want to know. I know you want to know. You told me you did. I want to know. I'm, I'm interested in learning about him, but I'm also interested in getting some uh, couple, yeah. a couple of picks for the weekend and get me out of yeah. the red, get yeah. me out of the hole I'm in. <laughs> so, but before we're gonna before we do that, we decided that since it's been a few weeks with last week with the bedlam of Jackie and Peter being on, and I was away the week before, there's some stuff that we haven't talked about that we want to talk about. They're probably chomping at the bit, chomping, no pun intended, right? To know oh, what we've been another up to. horse race. This guy's good. You, you're good, <laughs> you. I, I just thought Hold of that on. right this second. You That's, studied this week? I, yeah, really. You I never studied. Yeah. Holy shit! Oh man! Wow, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Break my maiden. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Holy shit. Wow. Look at this guy. I don't know. No, wow. I, uh, no, people are dying to hear what we've been up to. I mean, we've just been, we were off for a week, and last week we just went right into right content. In, without any so, choice so in the matter. So what have we been up to? Well, let's hear it. What you have you thing? been up to? We got a dog. We got a dog. We got a dog. Now we let's say explain to the listeners what we got a dog means exactly in the in the interesting life of Mike Keegan who lives at home but doesn't live at home. Explain that to the to the listeners and viewers. So Carla and Juliana, my girlfriend and, and her daughter and my Which is kind of so kind of pseudo daughter, yeah. Uh, went to Florida last week to visit uh, Carla's father was down in Miami. Okay. And, you know, I, I spend half my time there because Carla and Juliana live separate and half the time at my house. So You it, live in you two know, places, I, I basically. I basically live in two places. Okay. Yeah. So uh, so they called me up and they said, listen, we got this really good deal on a have-a-poo. Okay. And Juliana's been dying for a poodle. She, that's right. all she's been asking for. Right. And... Uh, Carl's like, I think we're going to do it. I think we're going to pull the trigger. Now, Carl is always kind of hesitant to do it because both of us work full time during the day, so we can't really be home. Right. So I'm like, listen, get the dog. I'm going to get a playpen for it. I could bring it into my office you know, so it's not home alone all day. Okay. So I'm like, just do it. Pull the trigger. Go. Get it. And as Carl was telling me this, her she lives her she was down in Florida with her father and her stepmother okay. who have eight uh, Yorkie Terriers. Okay. They have eight of them. Sounds terrible. So, Go ahead. Uh, as the call was telling me, I'm like, well, what are you doing? She's like, oh, we're driving to the doggy acupuncturist. Okay. I'm like, oh, this is how this dog's going to go, huh? Awful. So, Already awful. Needless to say, they get the dog, and Carla sends me a list of all the shit I got to buy for the dog. Right. Now, it's like fucking uh, CBD gummies for the dog, right. and, mm-hmm. and we got to sign it up for doggy therapy. And, yeah. And we <laughs> and then she gives me these these, these dog foods that, that Connie, her stepmother, feeds the dog. Right. These dog foods and these dog treats. And I look at them like, oh, they look interesting. Never heard of them before because I've had dogs for 18 years that I feed pedigree. Regular normal dogs that are not yeah. getting acupuncture. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So Carla sends me these things and she's like, can you just get these so that we have them in time for when we get home and the dog has food ready. So right. I'm like, be sure. ready. So be I, ready, Dad. So I went on Amazon and I look at this dog food. She sent me $80 a bag. $80. $80 a bag for this dog food. I'm like, I've had dogs for 25 years. Right. Never spent more than 15 on a bag. For a year. So yeah. I'm like, I'm like, let me just look up at the best pedigree. I'm like, I'm, not, I'm like, they're just getting, you know, low-grade pedigree. No, I'm you're going to study. One. You're going to research because you're I'm a researcher. Get, yeah. Organic puppy pedigree. Puppy pedigree. <laughs> so this dog's down with OPP. Yeah. This dog's down right. with OPP, exactly. He, he got rap group food, <laughs> dog food, yeah. $17 a bag. I mean, that's still nothing to sneeze at. I'm not sneezing. No. No. So uh, I, I order this food, and I uh, it, it comes this week. It came the other day, mm-hmm. yesterday. And, yep. um Carla, for, for the sake of the story, it came yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Okay? Not just six a- months ago, like it actually happened. <laughs> but we, we haven't been together since then. Yeah, but but yeah, there's like a punchline that makes okay. it sound like it came yesterday. Right. So it came yesterday. Yeah. And uh, 
Carla was furious with me. And I thought she was joking around. She's like, right. did you really get this fucking food? This dog needs a certain kind of food. That's what we've been feeding. It's two months old. It's been eating this. Sure. I'm like, it's a puppy. I'm like, they're 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 resilient. Resilient. Yeah. And, and, and you know, so uh, I walk into the studio today. Yep. And uh, Sally goes, what the fuck kind of dog did you get that <laughs> food? Did you get that dog? I'm like, Carla called you already? Or that we yes. I'm yeah, like, Carla I, I, called me in the hallway <laughs> last week. Yeah, while while you were walking in, can you please tell him that we need real dog food? Oh my god! And then I was like, okay. And she goes, no, I'm serious. Will you talk to him? And I had just gotten off the phone with Carla, who's yelling at me about this dog food. So in the time that she stopped yelling at me, to me walking through these doors. Sally had already been called and told to <laughs> reprimand me for getting this why dog does, food. Why does Sally hate our show? Let's get to the bottom. <laughs> I mean, not Sally. Why Carla. does uh, Carla? Why does Carla is always yeah. trying to sabotage our well, show? Well, I'm just saying, I, I, I don't ask a lot. I say, if you can try to be here every week by 8.45, and then you know today Mike comes in like 8.49, I'm like, dude, you're killing me. He's like, oh, we had to get gelato next to the place, and there, there was two old ladies online, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. It's all because of Carla, though. Carla needed the gelato. She needed the gelato. No. Okay. But uh, so now we are. We have ordered the special fucking right. science. She went with science diet. Science diet. Good. Yeah. 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 We went with the science diet that's special. What you, that's, that's what, what Hazel, Hazel takes. Yeah. And Hazel loves it. So yes. I had a Jack Russell yes. okay. for 16 and a half years. I've got a Jack, track my, I have a Jack my, Russell. Yeah, my precious, my precious makeup who's been gone for a while. I love Jack Russell. I worked at the New York Post for five years. Since okay. I started my career in 99. And um, I would come home and get yeah. pizza. Yeah. Makeup um, would have... Filet mignon, <laughs> lamb chops, uh, Chinese spit. Well, on her birthday, February 3rd, she'd get her own Chinese meal. Shrimp and lobster sauce. This is true. True story. I, I, I don't, Shrimp I totally and lobster sauce, it. roast pork fried rice, mm-hmm. Chinese yeah. spare ribs. <laughs> so that's that's all I got. To, uh, Anthony's, and, and getting, uh, Anthony's getting pizza. Yeah, I'm salivating right now. Yeah. Um, and apparently in the South, they call them dogs. Yeah, dogs. That's right. I do, I do know that. They do call them dogs. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, exactly. So... So now I'm yeah, yeah I'm, so I'm the same way now. This dog is getting a seventy dollar bag of dog food, and I had I had pizza and gelato. And, um, um, is everything okay now though? You, everything's it, great. Dog is okay. great. Uh, we named the dog Ivy. Ivy. Um, oh god, this she's is embarrassing. A tiny little dog. She's great. I love her. Yeah, um, I don't know. I am currently dog sitting for my parents' dog though. At well, what kind of dog? Uh, a Papillon. But your oh, parents' okay. dog is like little. your dog. I mean, kind of like my dog. So I'm supposed to feed that dog the dog food that my parents give it. We split a thing of chicken parmesan last night. Jesus, so <laughs> that's how good I am with feeding dogs. So maybe. Oh boy. Okay. Maybe. Well, so you you found a dog. You got a dog. And yeah. um, when I was away, you know, we were away looking at schools in the Massachusetts area last week. Yeah. Was it two weeks ago now? Yeah, the week before last, yeah. um, I decided that um, we were going to stay in a, a nice hotel in the Boston area, mm-hmm. but a little bit removed from the city, so there wasn't the the, the chaos that happens in the city. Um, unbeknownst to me, when I when I booked this trip, that I happened to be booking it the day before the Boston Marathon. Oh, so no. every single hotel within two hours of Boston proper was packed to the gills. Yeah. Okay, so we get there and it's just bustling people runners and it's just packed yeah. so um i found a baby 
Max and I found a baby. Excuse me? We found a baby. Excuse me? We found a baby. So Max and I are at the pool. And you're not talking dogs anymore. We (laughs) found a human child, me and Max. Like found or was it like next to its parents? So so Max, you know, like Max can't sit still for, you know, we haven't gotten the evaluation done, but he can't sit still for more than 10 seconds. You know, it's like it's 9.52 at night. He's like, the pool's open for eight minutes. Let's go for a dip. (laughs) You know, like he's got to be in the pool. So this one particular day, the hotel, it's the Monday it's after the Boston Marathon. So people are drinking. There's, there's literally like parties in the lobby. The, 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 the Red Sox had played that day because it's all Patriots Day, whatever they call yeah. it. So the uh, hotel is yeah. just bustling. It's, it's Patriots Day? Oh, you Patriots guys. Patriots Day just... and the Boston Marathon. Yeah, it's a Great lot. Mark so, Wahlberg movie. Ma- <laughs> Great Mark Wahlberg. That's a fantastic yeah, awesome movie. movie. So we, Max and I are walking around the, the hotel, and then we decide to finally, he finally gives up at 10 o'clock at night. He's like, all right, I'm done. So we go to the elevator, and uh, I'm standing there waiting, and, and uh, Max is like, hey, Dad. And I'm like, what's up, bud? He's like, there's a baby. And In I'm the like, elevator? I'm like, no, I'm outside of the elevator. Oh, okay. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, there's a cute little baby. And I look down next to me, and there's a, a little tiny girl in a bathing suit and a towel and she's she's not three she's probably not two so she's probably like two and a half years old like a little toddler she's toddling she's a full-blown toddler now again if this was like an empty lazy you know sunday afternoon you wouldn't think anything of it but this hotel is packed to the gills the door is right near the elevator she literally could have been gone this kid okay so i looked i look at her and i said um do your parents know where you are she's like Yep. And I'm like, yep. Like she 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 like sassed me. She's like, yep. <laughs> and I'm like, they know that you're you're here by the elevator by yourself at 10 o'clock at night. She's like, uh-huh. And Max is looking. He's like cracking up. because <laughs> He thinks it's hilarious. And I said, do you know what? F-? She's waiting for the elevator to go up. I said, you know what floor you're going to? She's like, seven. None of your business, though. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, you shouldn't have told me then. <laughs> yeah, right. So then another guy goes, all right. You know, he walks up and he, he goes to open the elevator door and bring us all into the elevator. I'm like, dude, we can't be bringing a child yeah. into an elevator. <laughs> I'm like, just chill for a second, bro. Like, he wanted to get that on the elevator. That guy was a jackpot. And, yeah, and he's like, he wanted to get on the elevator with all of us so we can all start moving. And I'm like, no, we, we got to something has to happen yeah. and like now my head's spinning now I'm like I'm gonna get locked up for kidnapping yeah. so I, you know I don't want to be part of this and then like divine intervention out of the corner of my eye a woman is sprinting down the hallway sprinting like crying sobbing Ouch. out of breath oh my god Mary Ellen whatever the fuck a kid's name is I think it was Mary Ellen or something yeah. she's like oh my god thank you we couldn't find where she went we told her just to go grab a towel out of the pool closet and she she <laughs> left the room by herself and oh, so we and found then you the said and that's what you said to the kid I thought you said your parents knew where you are you little fucking asshole <laughs> right. yeah that would have been yeah. so funny so, if you yelled at her uh, so so Mike found a dog and we found a baby but everything's yeah, no. fine we should have you should have kept your mouth shut you know what happened sh- though we gave her science diet and, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah so they can we feed that baby. to babies it's real food i think uh we, so we, we found a baby you found a dog um what else happened what else there was uh, what else did we miss what else has been oh, happening so many things I, I yeah. i'm addicted to watching the johnny depp trial oh my god and did, uh, did I, I sent you something the other day did you catch any of that insanity i was uh i have been prepped 
Yeah, a little right, bit. Yeah. I got a Cliff Notes version of it from a friend. I've okay. been, I've just yeah. been glued to the TV every day watching it. Sally, you've been following the Johnny no, Depp show. No, I haven't show? followed it. Can you give her? Can it you give is. Sally a little, or, or for the listeners and viewers, a little idea? Because I don't fully understand it myself, to be honest with you. So, I I heard that that she had said some awful things about him, and then it was affecting his paycheck because he wasn't getting movies, and so he sued her. Yes, and that's she, all I know. Anti defamation was that what it was? But then I saw a video uh, that she played where he was like all like drunken slime and things in the kitchen. And then now you're caught up on everything I know. Pretty much, I mean that's that's kind of a gist of it. What happened was like they were married for whatever three years, okay, and it was a very tumultuous relationship, always fighting, a lot of drinking, a lot of drug use. Uh, he was uh, big with the cocaine and the ecstasy, but she was physically abusive to him, and they oh, would wow. they would they would fight. And apparently from a lot of the recordings now, she's admitting, yeah, I hit you. I know you don't hit me, but I, I hit you, whatever. And she, he's like, yeah, you punched me. She's like, I didn't punch you, you pussy. She's like, I, I hit you. I don't punch you. She, she literally said, you're not punched, you're hit. And like, Wait, is this you're in my house listening? <laughs> no, I, f- I swear to God, I watch this every day. I'm like, oh, my God. I miss Carla when I when I watch it. I'm like, oh, I wish Carla was home. Oh, my God. Um. So what happened was she it's did this. It's great to watch things that make you feel so good about your own relationship. <laughs> I know, seriously, <laughs> I, I, I don't, f- I don't know if you know if I feel good because I'm just like on the same level with them. I'm like, yeah, call is my Amber Heard. Yeah. So she made this op-ed about how he's abusive and he's a drug okay, addict. Okay, so she wrote an. I heard a little bit. Of, so she wrote an article in what the Washington Post Washington or something. Post, yeah. Just a random op-ed. How my husband's a dick by Amber Heard. Yep. And basically, he, so he goes, listen. I'm not. I'm. I'm the one who's being abused here, even though it's not cool to be the guy that's in an abusive relationship. I know. Believe I'm gonna, me, I'm I know. Do this anti-defamation lawsuit, <laughs> and every single day something fucking crazier comes out about them. So, but explain to me, like, there's been a lot of these cases in the world. Why is this one? Why are we able to? Like, I've turned on the TV and I just watch this. Like, why are we able to watch this? I think we're all just obsessed with Johnny Depp and we have been as as okay. you know, Mark saying why is it why are we viewing it like there are other court cases that like, isn't oh, like why the why didn't we watch like the Jelaine Mass Max why why yeah, is like it, why, why is we this allowed one so that? like I've watched it I'm like it's hilarious yeah I guess like you know I, nobody gives a shit about if it's me and Carla in the courtroom it's Johnny Depp and Amber Heard and and obviously for the sake of their careers they probably both gave authority to the media to be able to cover this, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. and right? I'm sure I mean, he did because he wanted to get his story out. And I'm sure he's got public publicity people that said, you know, air this. I, I'm, I'm in the right here. I'm being physically abused at home. So I'm sure that it's him that, that's kind of <clears throat> making this a worldwide thing. And then everyone just is obsessed with it now because it's just crazy stuff happening. They get in fights and she takes a dump on the bed. What? <laughs> she took it. There was one... One of the days he's he's being interviewed by the lawyer. Did I tell you about this part? This is what I want. Heard about this. I did not hear about yeah. this. No. Yeah. Oh my! And then I forget what the question to Johnny Depp was, and he goes, and then she she squatted over the bed, and and he. This is how exactly how he phrased it: squatted over the bed, and she dropped a, a grumpy. Wow! I'm like I've never heard it called that. So what? So okay, you do the the the, let's let's try to play this out here. So you do you're the judge, and and I'm going to be Johnny Depp here. Okay, all right. Um, You would think you're Johnny Depp. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Why are you the Johnny Depp here? If anybody's Johnny Depp here, it's me. (laughs) No offense to both of you guys. (laughs) You're Johnny Schlepp. Mister Mister Depp, do you feel that in any way that you are are physically abused at home? Uh, she um she Amber took a duty on the bed Amber 
Umber. <laughs> Mr. Depp, this is a, a court of law. Please, there's some decorum. Please do not use juvenile words like that in here. I'll look at your deposition at what you said. And you said she squatted and, and dropped a, a grumpy. That's how, that, that's uh, how you describe it? Uh, counselor, I, uh, I said she took a, a Cleveland steamer on the bed. <laughs> m m Mr. Depp, Mr. Depp, please have a little bit of tact. Uh, if you can tell by my accent that I don't really give a shit about uh, what you say, I can speak the way I want to speak. I meant to ask you, Mr. Depp, what is with that accent? We all know you're from Kentucky. Uh, I was from a very uh, European part of Kentucky, so I can speak the w any way I want to. <laughs> you're from Eastern Kentucky, where they speak French? Let me ask you a question. Counselor, did you ever see the movie Benny and June that I was in? I I've seen that. I've seen that movie, <laughs> but what does that have to do with the trial? I once uh, walked around my neighborhood with the scissor hands from Edward Scissorhands, and I scared all the children away. I don't know if you've ever heard that, counselor. Mr. Depp, do you, do you feel like you have a substance abuse problem? Is that When I was on 21 Jump Street, I felt a lot of pressure to be more famous than the Asian character, and uh, I started to take pills. M Mr. Depp, is it true that you, you poured yourself a giant Columbo mega pint of wine one night? If I was uh, dressed up right now like Donnie Brasco, I would slit your fucking throat. <laughs> and th dude, that is exactly how it goes. Because literally one of the lawyers asked Johnny Depp, uh, did you pour yourself uh, a mega pint of wine? He's like, a mega pint? What kind of unit of measure is that? It's, it's just but so Johnny comical. Depp makes the, the fucking the Amber Heard's lawyers, he makes them look so stupid. At one point, one of the lawyers for Amber Heard goes to Johnny Depp um, uh, when you were on the phone call, uh, what did you say here? And Johnny Depp starts answering, he, and he goes, he goes. Uh, the lawyer goes, objection, uh, 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 hearsay. Johnny's <laughs> like, Johnny Depp goes, you just asked me that, right? <laughs> and he's, uh, the lawyer goes, oh, oh yeah, I forgot. He's totally making an absolute mockery of these attorneys. <laughs> yeah. you, ha you have to see it because it's, right, it's well. you don't even feel like you feel like you're watching like uh, a mockumentary of the case of of, of yeah. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. It doesn't even seem like it's real. And I was never like like a Johnny Depp head. Like I liked some yeah. of his movies and I liked, stuff. I like his movies. You told me you wanted to give Johnny Depp head. <laughs> though. Well, speaking, of, I did want to give Johnny Depp head, but I was never a Johnny Depp head. Yeah. But it makes you like him so much because he's literally so much smarter than her lawyers. Yeah, yeah. And literally, like you know, like like he right. was a man in a toxic relationship with a toxic female. Yeah. And people don't people don't ever want to see the man as the victim. Right. And you see it right before your eyes now. Him and Will Smith. Like that brings a whole thing and on Anthony that. Anthony Stabile, Mike Keegan, Mark Hirschman. <laughs> we're all we're we <laughs> I'm are, good. We are all we're all abused at home. Mike's good. Anthony's good these days. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, me and Mark aren't, and we're reaching out. Right. <laughs> I am. That's why I feel like I'm Johnny Depp right now. Yeah. So I know that. So you wanted to talk about that, and I know that uh, I'm going to. a very good Johnny Depp impression, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate it. I was been working that for the past five minutes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to keep the, you on a short leash here, okay? But I know that you've been dying to uh, to totally aggravate half of our audience while stroking the other half. You wanted to talk about the Roe vs. Wade business. Oh, don't get me started so on I, this. I don't want to get you, but I know that oh. you've been, you know, so you're going to definitely, you versus Carla and Sally, you, you're definitely, <laughs> without getting people too enraged, do you want to you want to speak your piece on that? I am not completely pro-life okay I'm, and i'm somewhat pro-choice okay but the way that it's been lately 
in the last few years with this far left nonsense <laughs> with they want abortions up until the day of birth. I mean, they're just making it so, so toxic and they're making everyone so angry on the other side that that's what's pushing this. That's what's pushing the Supreme Court to say, all right, let's make it a state decision now. And so, you know what? I, I see all these people in New York that are, that are up in arms about it. We live in a blue state. You'll still be able to murder your fucking babies, sluts. Oh, so, boy. Jesus. My goodness gracious. I mean, <laughs> so Anthony should be made aware of the fact that um, his girlfriend is... So take far left and then go 100 yards past that. And that's what Anthony, that what what uh, Mike's girlfriend is, as far as uh, being far. I'm the and, least political person you will ever <laughs> yes, meet. So. I'm pretty and non-political. I, I, and I was myself. born inside of a MAGA hat, so that's true. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll so, let you say it. Okay, I let you get it. So out. thank you very yeah, much, and yeah. you know that's that'll that's be good. Me thank you, thank you for half of our audience who is never going to listen ever again <laughs> for that. But no, um, you know exactly. But I I do believe in, in the woman's choice to her body. But it's just. You know, and now you know what they always say: men don't have a say. Men can get pregnant now. So yeah. now I have a seat at the table. You know what? I will tell you that, uh, like Anthony, I am very non-political. Mm-hmm. But the idea that men can get pregnant and I can finally uh, be able to say my nipples are sore and have not not get like weird looks at me about it, I definitely like yeah. that. I definitely I've been feel... I've been late for my period for thirty eight years. Yeah, no, you definitely have been. I, uh, yeah. But no, I I I do consider myself pro-choice, but. It's become so divisive and so, so extreme lately that yeah. now it's just you know enough is enough. Well, congratulations, you got it out. Now the uh, the main dish, <laughs> Mr. Anthony Stabile, he's here. Um, the main course, if you will. So, so what I want to do, like I was talking to Anthony about this earlier, and, and we just talked about it a little bit earlier that um, he was on national TV today talking about what the Derby Ant. We talked Derby. We covered uh, some racing from Horseshoe, Indiana, which used to be Indiana Grand, and uh, of okay. course Churchill Downs. So Churchill Downs, of course, home of the Kentucky Derby, races from Tuesday to Saturday this week. Okay, they try to get the ball rolling. They got they caught an unfortunate break today. The weather was awful. Okay, um, wet all day, rained all day, sloppy track. Slop. But you rather have it come early in the week. Yeah, and hope it gets the weather gets out of its system. Okay. Um, because you and I both know there have been plenty of derbies. You know, I went to two derbies, um, 08 and 09. 2008 didn't go to the Oaks because there were tornado warnings in the area. Oh, jeez. Three miles away, completely poured. Next day, sloppy track walked in. By the time the fifth race came and the sun came out, they had to add water to the track. Next year, mind that bird, 50 to 1. Boom. Rained all day, day before. Rained that morning, sun never came out, sloppy track. So... The weather plays a big role down there. Thankfully, that track drains pretty well. Right. So okay. Well, what have I you want, been to a derby, Mark? I've never been to Churchill for the derby. No, nope, never. But I, I have a feeling my first time will be with Anthony at some point. You will get you there. We'll I get mean, you. if you're a, if you're a horse racing, there there are. Saratoga's probably become the biggest bucket list for everybody, and it should be. Yeah. Um, I used to live, like, right down the road. I used to, oh, I used right, to yeah, have a house in Saratoga. I didn't yeah. tell you that. Yeah. I used to rent uh, my house out to people during the race sure. times. Yeah. yeah. People pay their mortgages that way. Yeah. Um, it's, it's an easier bucket list because you have eight weeks now. Yeah. Right? The Kentucky Derby, and you can probably st- spend three weeks in Saratoga for what you're going to spend for five days in Kentucky for the Derby. Right. right. So it's an easier bucket list, and it's a more fun, and it's, a, it's probably a, a, a broader vacation but i mean if you're a horse racing fan you have to get to the kentucky well, derby once 
I, you'll, we'll definitely get there. Um, I definitely, I, I just don't know how many people know Anthony's story. And the truth is, Anthony's story to me is a is a fascinating one. And um, you know, obviously, I am biased because he's a close friend of mine, and I'm biased because I love horse racing. But the story, in and of itself, is pretty pretty fascinating. And I think that um, you know, a good faction of the audience today will be people who are Anthony Stabile fans. So I want them to kind of know a little bit about his backstory, um, how he was essentially raised literally on the racetrack for the most part, born how far away from Aqueduct Racetrack. Parents met at Aqueduct. Um, I was born in Franklin Square in Franklin General Hospital, but yep. I lived in Howard Beach, same house, my entire life. Yep. When I was born, Angel Cordero and George Velasquez, two of the winningest riders of all time, they've won 14,000 plus races between them. They beat my dad's to the hospital room. So wow. to say I was born there wow. is, yeah, I was, I, and I work today on America's Day at the Races. We had the early shift, Lafitte Pinkai III, whose father, if you add him in with George and, and Angel, they 25, got, got 25,000 wins between the yeah. three of them. So um, it, it was a fun show today just because Lafitte and I can, can kind of relate. And the best part about horse racing is my father probably hasn't won 100 races as a trainer. Yeah. A pretty successful jockey agent, probably never won 100 races as a trainer. Lafitte's dad, widely considered, easily in everybody's top five. Many people think he's the greatest rider of for all me, time. For me, the top three, no doubt. But you we, were a jockey for several years, right? I, yeah, I still okay. am. We're in that same fraternity as we're racetrack kids. <laughs> we grew up at the track, and we grew up in the business. So yeah. to, share a, to share a set with him... To share a stage with him is is pretty. Is, yeah, I mean, there's just so many um, great st things like that. So I'll give you guys a little idea. Um, my first knowledge of little Anthony. Okay, so Anthony's father's name is Anthony as well. When I started out um, working in the thoroughbred horse racing business, I was 22 years old, fresh out of college. I'd show up at the track every day in, in a in a suit and tie, and my I was uh, running a um, a business that was selling racehorses, racing partnerships, and um, one of the first guys that I met on the track was a guy named Tony Stabile. And Tony Stabile was a, a jockey agent. And just like, almost like comedy, Mike, how, you know, you have to kind of earn your stripes. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, everybody, when you start in the business, is not that nice to you. Right. Well, horse racing was kind of similar. But one of the people that always stood out to me um, as actually giving me a chance to talk to and just uh, learn from and you know maybe would give me a tip once in a while was was Tony Stabile and Tony Stabile used to have a kid running around the track uh, whose name was Anthony Stabile this little 16 17 year old kid yeah. with his little um, Bronx tail wannabes they all had wife beaters <laughs> on and you know they they were like little tough guys you know that yeah. they owned the track a little social um, club. they were little it was, that's really what it was am I right Ann? I mean that's you and Mikey I and mean, yeah it was a, there were a bunch of us who would just you know I have guys that I met there, oh, I was three Third, years old. Yeah, I'm still so friends with forty years. Day. Yeah, forty. I just turned forty-five last month. Well, March. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, playing horses, and I wasn't the typical. You know, most kids grew up at the playground, and my playground was this little patch of grass on the clubhouse turn at Aqueduct Racetrack, where yeah. we threw the nerf around, we played wiffle ball. Yeah. There was a concrete path around it where we would race and. Like I said, there are guys there, and I see my friend Dwayne Dean and his parents at the track every weekend. He, I still, I know Dwayne since I'm three years old. Wow. So, yeah, I mean that was my playground, Aqueduct. Yeah. And 
specifically Aqueduct. Yeah. But was, was my playground. Always, always had a, a a desire to be something in the business. Okay, so, um, so I, I worked in the business until around, I guess it was like two thousand, two thousand one, and then I took a, a real step out of the business entirely. Um, got a little sour on some things, and and um, just so I left. So I would like follow. I still had my connections. I would still play horses and kind of still had my hands in it a little bit but not not so much um but i would follow and i would see like oh wow tony stabile's kid is writing for the new york post okay and he's writing and he's doing the picks now like for me as a kid growing up reading the newspaper reading through the binocs and stuff like that was like that's all i cared about yeah. reading about the yankees the jets yeah. the islanders and horse racing so when i first started seeing him writing the paper i'm like He's making it. Like now, is that where you wanted to go in the business? When I was a, when I was a kid, so I went to St. John's. Okay. Skip the. I was a nerd. <laughs> for, for the most part, uh, grammar school, junior high school, ninety eight average. Skip the year high school. Yeah. Started St. John's with twenty four credits. Oh, wow. I was nerdy. Um, there was no America's Day at the races. There really wasn't a talking horses. The the, the shows I do now. So if you were going to be on the media end of things, you were going to get into the newspaper business. Mm -hmm. And I knew the 1989 Breeders' Cup Classic when Sunday Silence beat Easy Goer for the third time in four tries that year. Easy Goer at the time was my favorite horse. I knew, I remember telling my mom, we were at the Meadowlands watching the races, and I remember telling my mom and dad, like, I just, I wish I could, I wish I had a, a forum right now to just how angry and upset I am. Um, Pat Day wrote Easy Goer, and I will never forgive Pat Day as oh. long as I live for the rides he gave Easy Goer in 1989. Stiff. Yeah. So, but in a, in a weird way, that anger as a 12 year old kid who cared nothing about uh, cared about nothing else besides the New York Mets, Hulk Hogan wrestling, and uh, and Easy Goer, yeah. it, it 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 got me here, and I knew. At a very young age, I wanted to be in horse racing. I wanted to be a racetrack announcer, which is a very difficult profession to crack. Um, so I was a good writer. My mom taught me how to write, really. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, the newspaper was the route. Well, yeah. You almost and, had to go. And, yeah. and it's interesting. So the newspaper... Daily News, New York Post, Newsday was prevalent where you would read um, plenty of articles about horse racing oh, yeah. and there were multiple handicappers. Now it's almost a thing of the past that the, 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 um, the horse racing sections in the local papers are almost non-existent. My partner at the Post, Vic Cangelosi, okay, is the last remaining public thoroughbred handicapper. Right. That's it. I think they do a little stuff, some stuff in Newsday, but as far as like in the city... He's the last one left, and Vic's been there. Why Vic's been is there that? Thirty years now. Well, Anthony can tell. Why do you think that is, Anthony? Well, the game changed. The game changed a lot, yeah. and I, social media just you okay. know I mean, the newspaper business. Period. Yeah, that's has but been I, has been decimated I, by, I by social media and the immediacy. Why Why am I going to buy a paper tomorrow when I can go to seventy three different Twitter accounts to find out? Right, you used to wait for you would wait. To, I would do the results. One of the things I hated the most about my jo job at the Post was doing the charts. Hey, just absolutely hate him. Ha only had to do him on Tuesday. I had help on Sunday and Monday, and Vic and I both worked on Wednesday. Hated <laughs> doing. I used to <laughs> when I was having a good week. I would pay one of the Agate kids to do the charts. <laughs> I hated doing these things. Yeah, there's 14 people tweeting the result of a race. Right. Within 30 seconds of them hitting the wire. Now, who's going to wait around to see some chart in the New York Post? 
or the Daily News. or And, and same thing as far as the prognostications where Russ Harris would have an article. Uh, you don't have to wait for something like that. Now right. it's you go online. As soon as the uh, the entries come out, you can go online and you can start reading about the races. So. Yeah, and that, you know, the, the technology kind of ruined it for me a little bit because I remember ever since I was a little kid, it was always my me and my dad, it was always our thing to go to OTB, Kentucky Derby, bet some races. We don't know much about horses. We, you know, just bet, you know, I like that guy's name. I like that, you know, that, that Hispanic guy sounds nice. And, uh, now, you know, it'll be it'll be Kentucky Derby. It'll be three o'clock. I'm like, Dad, I'm taking a shit. You want me to you want me to put in a, a bet for you? Right. So we don't go to OTB anymore. It's a you nice know, as a, as a, moment as a with father your dad. I've I've, I've <laughs> bet races from new kids on the block concert. <laughs> yeah, that's probably my frosted. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I I always forget the name of the second horse, but. Took my ex-girlfriend on a trip to Hershey Park to see New Kids on the Block. <laughs> and I paid for the trip with a cold exact in the, uh, <laughs> I guess it would have been the 2016 Whitney. Frosted yeah. beat some Todd Pletcher horse. And I made like a $300 <laughs> exact. I came back $18. I got back like 2600 wow. And I was like, yeah, I paid for, the, <laughs> paid for the tickets, paid for the trip, paid yeah. for this, paid for that. So, yeah, I mean, that with and, and Naira Betts. We have the promo going for der- for Derby, shameless plug. Uh, derby 25, if you open a new account, you get a free $25 Derby bet and uh, deposit match bonus of up to $200. Oh, nice. So awesome. um, if you don't have a Naira Bets account out there, you should. Helps keep me employed. We'll pl- plug that again at the end of the show, too. We'll, yeah. we'll have you plug that. But, I mean, literally, Hershey, Hershey Park Stadium, under the rafters, <laughs> get <laughs> second Johnny, get second Johnny, and Johnny got second, and you know, I paid for the trip, and yeah. I think I probably brought a frozen lemon daiquiri back up and cooled down because it was 400 degrees exactly, outside yeah. in Pennsylvania on August 5th or whatever it was. So. But, yeah. And it, it's important to mention, though, that your ascent didn't just go from New York Post to TV. There was a time when you were out of the game. There was a time when you were on an operating table that you were in, in bad shape physically that you... We didn't know. As, I was dead as disco. March 4th. My rebirthday. I celebrate it every year. Really? March wow. 4th, uh, 2013. Yeah, I foolishly stopped taking my diabetes and my blood pressure medicines. Lost 45 pounds. Thought I had it licked. Was eating and drinking everything in sight. Um, had an ingrown hair on my right buttocks as Forrest Gump would say, and uh, it turned into 30, you have 36 markers in your blood, 35 of mine were as red as this sweater I'm wearing. I had uh, eight different doctors tell me I was a miracle, Um, some miracle, and uh, yeah, from that point on, things really like, things started turning good. I started with a radio station called the Horse Racing Radio Network, Christmas of that year, right after the holidays. And um, I was out of the business. I still do some work for VegasInsider.com because mm-hmm. when I didn't have anything, they were something. Okay. And they're near and dear to my heart. I've, this was my 16th. This is my 16th Triple Crown covering for Vegas Insider. Um, I'm proud of that work. When I took the full-time job at Naira, one of the things I, I – I don't, I don't demand anything, but I requested, and the folks at Naira were really nice about it, was I said, I want, you know, this means a lot to me. Yeah. Because when I had nothing, they gave me something. Right. So yeah. I stayed I stayed with uh, with Vegas Insider. I still do some work for them. VegasInsider.com. All the content will be up this week. And, um, yeah, caught on with HRN. Um, I was ready to walk away, like Mark. I was kind of, 2015 was a rough year for me. Um a lot of the radio hours went away for a while. I was struggling financially, struggling with work. Mm-hmm. And on September 30th, I was sitting in my office at Belmont Park, 
eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I went from talking like this to talking like this. My vocal cord collapsed out of nowhere. To this day, I do not know what happened. About two weeks earlier, my mom, my mom, my stepfather, Pete, and my girlfriend at the time were at my uncle's house at a block party. And we were talking about, you know, how I wasn't getting any younger and how I wasn't making any money and how maybe chasing the dream and the racing business needed to come to an end. My uncle's very successful, real estate, mortgages. He said, listen, give you some money, tide you over. Go take the tests. Come work for me. You know, you and Christine might be settling down and this and this and that and that. And I had given it real thought. And then... My vocal cord collapsed, wow. and I started giving it real thought. Real, real thought, yeah. And then I was just getting sour on everything. My beloved New York Mets lost the World Series to the Royals, and I was just, <laughs> like, everything was just crashing down at once. Yeah. I started working with a young lady named Acacia Courtney. Um, and Acacia was young and in the business. Acacia was Miss Connecticut 2014, mm. and she came into the business, and she was a lot of fun to work with. And I always, when I was a kid, a lot of the older guys in the business kept their foot on my neck. Yeah, of course. And I swore that if I ever had the chance to help somebody, mm-hmm. I would. And I started working a lot with Acacia. I was like, you know, this maybe this will keep me around. And then my favorite horse of all time is Tonalist. He won the 2014 Belmont Stakes. And on November 28th, 2015, he was dead last turning for home in the Cigar Mile. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, this is a sign for me to, this is over. Wow. And John Velasquez ripped him to the center of the track. And he made up about a half a dozen lengths in the last eighth of a mile. Yeah. And he got up. And Acacia said that I I jumped up and screamed. And she hadn't heard my voice that powerful in a couple of months. Yeah. And I remember dropping her at the train and pulling over and just hysterically crying. Wow. Just getting this like just getting this out. And he he missed her because he left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I called I called my uncle. That's how Mark and I do. Feel <laughs> yeah, that's what you guys do every day, every, every Tuesday night when we no. leave here. I called my uncle and I said, "I'm good. I got to stay here. I don't know why, but yeah. I got to stay here." Six months later, I started doing talking horses. Oh, thank God! Uh, yeah. Two and a half years later, I called my first race. So uh, let's. I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. Um, and, and then we'll get to our kind of reunion after that. But um, so I'm going to I'm going to mention the the name of a horse and and I and I. I think it's important that when I when I say the name of this horse, you you make sure that the people who are watching and listening understand. And I'm getting uh, my hair on my arm is standing up because I remember the day like it was yesterday. I had tears in my eyes when it happened. Um, when you got to call your first race that day, and the name of the horse who won that that race that day was Ajnadine. Ajnadine, I'll never forget Ajnadine on the scene. And um, I, Anthony and I had not kind of fully reunited yet. We were talking that was and one my Uber driver on the way here. Yeah, no, that is that yeah. definitely it's your, oh. your boyfriend. Um, but I, I think it's important. It's almost like the little kid who dreamed of becoming a major league baseball player and. And getting that that at bat that they never thought they were going to get. So um, again, not everyone's a horse racing fan, and I, and I understand that. But please try to put it into perspective that this little kid that I knew as a 16 year old kid and walking around in a in a, in a in a white t shirt, dreaming of working on the track, and then December 13th, yep. 2000, very good, 18, 2018, um, he had messaged me. He goes, "You might want to watch." this race and second i said race. why the second race that day he goes because i'm going to be calling it wow and uh, please go ahead frank maramati um the voice of the great race play santa anita dear friend mentor 
walk into his booth. Uh, shouldn't even have been there that day. I was supposed to be at a bachelor party at Mohegan Sun, which is where I'll be for the Kentucky Derby. So if you're around, come on out. Another plug. Um, yeah, I'm, I've gotten good at dropping yeah. the plugs. No, we're going to um, give them all. So uh, get back from the bachelor party early. Go to see Frank. Frank eats about 12 things in life. One of them is we share a love for pizza. He is the biggest New Park pizza fan in the world. I do not agree. Um, I wanted to take him to a different pizza place. What's your What's yours? I, well, I got a bunch, but I wanted to take him to this place called Ozone Pizza under the yeah. L by uh, on Liberty Avenue, which is really good. They have the upside down Sicilian. Yeah. So, um, go into the booth, hang out with him for a little while. I start watching him get ready for for the eighth race, and um, he uses crayons to color his program. I said, "Oh, you use crayons, Johnny I and Tom Durkin use the markers." Marcus. He goes, "Yeah, they're right there." I said, "You know, other people use the iPad." He goes, "Yeah." So then he started memorizing the field and getting ready, and he does it in a European style. I said, oh, you do the European style. He gave me a look back, and he was like, how the bleep do you know so much about this? I was like, this is all I've ever wanted to do since I was 10 years old. I was like, you see that patch of grass? Everybody else was playing ball and running. I said, when that race began, I stopped. I, at first, I listened to Marshall Cassidy, who was the voice of Naira for many years, and then I listened to my idol, Tom Durkin. He said, do you ever call a race? I said, no. I said, I did some work on Mohegan Sun, which is where I'll be Saturday for the Kentucky Derby. And uh, <laughs> I said. Now, I, is that Mohegan Sun, Connecticut, or Wilkes-Barre, Connecticut. Pennsylvania, where I'll be May 20th? Thanks, Keith. Right. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be in Connecticut. <laughs> Connecticut. I'll, I'll be in Connecticut. Un- Uncasville, Connecticut. Uncasville, correct. All right. So I said, no, I did some work up there, calling some virtual races, but I've never called a live race. He said, do you want to do it? I was like, of course I want to do it. Now, yeah. I, like Mark said. This is, this is me. This is guys taking you know Mattingly's place at first base when they're fifteen yeah, years, old, twelve Tino, years Tino old. Martino. This is what it is. You know what I mean? This is, and he's like, all right, you come in here for the next couple of weeks and you learn every day. So for five consecutive racing days, I showed up and I watched. And on the how sixth, long ago was this? This was twenty eighteen. Okay, December twenty eighteen. Three and a so half years. Yeah. When I walked in the sixth day, he's like, all right, I get it. You want to do this? <laughs> so we left. So he was getting ready to go back to California to take over the job at Santa Anita and we're at New Park mm-hmm. and he says to me the Sunday before the race and he says to me uh, you know if you want to negate some of the sugar in the sauce I hate sugar and sauce put a little salt on the pizza he goes oh by the way find a race on Thursday you're calling it you're calling one oh, and I was just like the uh-huh. salt the salt shaker was literally <laughs> held over the slice <laughs> and I, I looked through the card and I was like you know the second race is five horses and you know, it's a short field and it's a short race. He's like, well, I'd rather you call a longer one for your breathing. But I was about 460 at the time. He said, but, you know, that's fine. And um, uh, Jewel Condisco, Angry Moon, Ajna Dean, Colton, Mississippi, American Rule. I'll wow. never forget wow. it. That's as, awesome. As You'll long as I that. live, I'll never forget that. And, man, I was I remember standing at the – I had the mic on and went about 12 minutes to post. Frank gives me the whole thing. All right, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. I unplug the phone so nobody bothers you. The stewards know to come in. The stewards are the judges at the racetrack. Stewards know to come in. If they need you, I'm out of here. Where are you going? He goes, no, no, no. You need to have this moment. You need this moment. I love that man. Whoever did this for you. The greatest, (laughs) one of the greatest people. He's a terrific guy. I mean, another stage four colon cancer beat it. I mean, he's just an amazing, an amazing person. So he leaves the booth, and I'm in... You know, the only place 
you've I've ever, ever wanted, wanted to, to be. be in my entire life. Like Aqueduct, the booth at Aqueduct Racetrack. And just please describe because I've been up there. But describe. I don't think that the the, the common person will understand wh- how high you're up and what you're looking at. You're <laughs> as high as can be. You're right on the finish line. So the track is a, is an oval. You're right on the wire. The line pretty much splits the track. You're right on the right on the wire, and you're five floors up. Way up. Way up. Uh, so you're high enough that in the if it's forty five degrees out, the rain starts as snow before it hits the ground. <laughs> like that's how high you are. And I'm looking out. And I looked down at the spot and kind of lost it when I when I saw it when I looked at the grass and I thought about all the people that I had spent time with at that racetrack and that place never looked bigger in my and I remember saying to myself what the hell did I get myself into here ah! my homage to Tom Durkin was <laughs> Tom used to give the time countdown I hit the button I said three minutes. And I hit the button back to close the mic, and I started shaking. Yeah, right. I wow. made the sign of the cross, and I said, God, I'm not going to tell you I'm not going to bother you again. But if you can just give me the best 10 minutes of my life, I promise you I'll go away for six months. <laughs> I won't ask you for anything for like six months. <laughs> made the sign of the cross again, loaded them into the gate. I wrote one thing down on a piece of paper. I wanted one Durkinism, if you will. I wanted to rhyme something. I was like, Ajna Dean's on the scene. It's the only <laughs> thing I wrote down. And sure enough, the race, like I, like, like, my angels were watching. My Uncle Paul had passed away. I spent a lot of time at Aqueduct with my Uncle Paul. And I think he was the one that really kind of like booted it home. Because that race couldn't have unfolded. I scripted that race in my head, and that's how that race unfolded. And sure enough, at around the midway on the far turn, Ajna Dean was on the scene. And he kind of ran away he from Scooter and Disco. Yeah. He just kind of drew away. His trainer, Kieran McLaughlin, who's now retired, uh, near and dear to my heart. Kieran was a jockey's agent like my dad for a few years. And they would play all kinds of poker games and card games and liars poker down there. And Kieran would tip you before he won. So when I would go to the window, he would I would hustle around the jockey agent's room. And he'd give me a $20 bill and he'd say, hey, go get me some singles, Junior. And I'd run upstairs. That's a terrible Kieran, but I would run upstairs. Nobody knows. And it I would get, perfect to me. They don't know. I would give Kieran the best singles. I would have him. I would help Kieran beat my dad. I would get him <laughs> the best singles because I know he was going to duke me. He was going to tip me. Yeah. So calling that race and having Kieran win it was pretty remarkable. My mom made me this fantastic... Uh, this big plaque with the t- winning ticket and, and the program, and I uh, got Adam Cogley and East to give a, give give a, a win photo and, and everything. And, really and, and you were listening more, so really I nice. I was uh, awesome. listening. I, I made sure that I was actually home and I was home by myself, and um, and I had it on the seventy inch TV, and and I had tears dripping down my face because um, you know t- to understand how significant something like that is to another person to be able to feel it, especially since I grew up around the track also. Um, and, I, and I knew that this kid had been around it forever. And uh, you just don't see stuff like that happen yeah, every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just it's not common that someone dreams of something that is um, generally not attainable. A lot of people have said, I want to call a race one day. And then yeah. they actually do it. And and then yeah. he did it. Actually, he still does it occasionally as well. So um, it was unbelievable. Um, and again, this was before. Uh, so 
it must have been a couple of years before that that I had, I think I had Facebook messaged Anthony saying, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but I used to be friends with your dad around the track years ago. And so we would like, we would like, you know, message back and forth, but we mm-hmm. weren't like friends yet per se again. Um, and, uh, you know, and of course, you know, I was going to tell the story. It was um, right when COVID hit. You know, the anniversary was yesterday. Was it yesterday? It, yesterday. It was yesterday. Oh, I figured you would have told me that. Okay. I forgot to call you. Yeah. So it was, so COVID had started, you hit March 13th, What's COVID? 14th. Right, exactly. It's what you've had 11 times. <laughs> <laughs> um, so COVID had hit and, and uh, you know me, like uh, I get affected by my anxiety and depression and other nonsense. And I I had been pretty much in a pretty good rut for a few weeks um, by that, by this point. So April, uh, May 1st, I guess it was, right, Ant? Second, I Second, guess, yeah. yeah. Um, and I get a call, I see him pick up my cell phone and I'm, st- I'm literally staring at a blank television. I'm not, I'm not paying attention to anything. And that's how I was spending most of my nights, just staring into space, wondering if the COVID was going to get me and what it was going to do to the world and all this other stuff. Yeah. And I look at my phone and it's, it's, uh, maybe eight, nine o'clock at night on a, on a, on a week night. And it, it says Anthony Stabile. And I'm like, Anthony Stabile, what is he calling me for? You know? <laughs> so I pick up the phone. He's like, Hey, I'm like, Hey, <laughs> and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, literally nothing. I'm like, what are you doing? He says, oh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just popping into Dairy Queen to get, uh, get a blizzard. I said, okay, cool. He's like, no, no, I'm, I'm actually, there is no Dairy Queen where I live in Howard Beach, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be popping into the one in Levittown. And I'm like, there's no Howard, there's no Dairy Queen in it's Howard the close, Beach. It's literally the closest one. <laughs> is I, it really? Yeah. Oh, I was skeptical. I really was. I grilled yeah. him a little bit. Yeah. He's like, no, it's the closest <laughs> one. So basically the conversation went like, all right, well, good luck. I'd like to tell you what to do with your blizzard. It was <laughs> yeah. basically his response. Not, so, oh, I live two blocks away. Why don't you stop? Well, so yeah. the funny thing is, so I hang up the phone, and then Stacy, who must have been in the kitchen or something, she comes in, she's like, who was that? And I'm like, oh, that was, you know, little Anthony Stabile, remember from the racetrack, Tony's kid, you know? And she's like, it sounded like he wanted to come over. And I'm like, it did? <laughs> she's like, well, he kind of se- it seemed like he was in the area, and why else would he be calling you? Just to tell you that he was in Levittown? I'm near. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she's like, she's like, call him back. He's still an idiot you are. Yeah. Like, you know? <clears throat> so I call him back, and I'm like, hey, uh. Did you want to come over? <laughs> He's like, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> and I remember saying, I'm like, well, you know, I knew he was a cigar smoker and I like smoking cigars. And uh, I was like, I, I don't I don't have any cigars. Like, I, you know, I, I'm all out. He's like, I got a whole humidor in my car. <laughs> nice. Don't leave the house without the travel humidor to this day. But certainly back then, I mean, yeah. cigar smoking... Rampage could have broken out at any minute. <laughs> yeah. So, so unbeknownst to me, so so Anthony came over and we hung out, you know, late into the evening that night, and we were and kind of started a relationship um, of you know hanging out and going out to eat and just becoming really really close friends. And um, you know, it, certainly for me, it definitely brought me out of my uh, my, my COVID stupor. And unbeknownst to to me that. Me and Stacy and, and Johnny and Sue across the street, and we kind of did something for Anthony that he told me much later on. Uh, you can go ahead and explain kind of where you were at at that point, Ant, and and uh, I was I was done. Really, I'm a people person, and this was not. It wasn't going well. We weren't. Yeah. I was doing my radio gig. Thank, thankfully, we didn't miss a day of thoroughbred. There was a thoroughbred race run 
every day of really? COVID. Really? Yeah. I was oh, wow. some, and I was we never missed one show at the horse racing radio network. That is probably the proudest thing in my career. Yeah. Um, we even came up, we we drummed up a fantasy Kentucky Derby that year because they moved the Derby <laughs> to September. Right. Um, I but I was at a very low point. My mind was shot. Oh, I, I had just broken up with my girlfriend. Okay. Um, oh. I was engaged in a relationship that turned out to be two years of chaos mm-hmm. that I just recently exited and have moved on and have started she seeing. Did she ever poop on your bed? No. No. Right. Started seeing. She would have to come over for that. Um, started seeing somebody <laughs> yeah. else. So that's that's all good. And, and I, I have her to thank for the weight loss. Yeah. In large part. Her, my mom, and hey. myself. So, Blessings uh, come in mysterious yes, ways, man. Right, yes, yeah. the Lord puts people in your life for reasons. Yeah. But anyway, my mind was scrambled eggs. Yeah. I was done. And I don't think Mark and Stacy, Johnny and Sue came from across the street. Greg came from next door. Yeah. I don't think they, I don't, I, I'm pretty good with words. Yeah. I can't put into words what that night meant. And that night, it turned me. Yeah, wow. I was okay. After yeah. that, wow. I wasn't okay. I really Thank wasn't okay. Thank God for okay. Stacy, because idiot over Thank here. Thank God yeah. for Stacy. Yeah. Thank God for Red. Mark because was autism, clue. So yeah. there's some yeah. Q problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, and, and it's turned into a tradition now. We do a half a dozen of them you throughout the year. My friend? It's a great time, and we, it was great though. It was like you know. Just so you know, you're going to use the outdoor bathroom. I was like, wow, swanky. <laughs> Levittown, yeah. outdoor yeah, bathroom. Yeah, yeah, just go right behind the door of the, just go right there behind the PVC fence. I was like, so, oh, okay. It's like, you can't go inside. And we sat like eight feet apart. And, you know, it was uh, it was one of the greatest nights of my life. And yeah, I can never I mean, thank them enough for that. That's awesome. That's so cool. And this guy's just like. Yeah, oh, he had no clue. Oh, I haven't seen you in a while, and you're a block from my house. <laughs> well, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Hope they build a Dairy Queen like, by you. So I have a wall to stare at. I was like, do the kids want blizzards? I was like, yeah. he was like, yeah, bring some blizzards over. And he oh, still man. brings blizzards over for the two kids. Cookie dough, awesome. Two cookie you know, dough, three m and I don't even know if I give her credit enough, honestly, but Stacy was the one who made that happen because I was not calling him back. Yeah, I, I'm yeah, not, exactly. It's not a joke. This is not a bit. Yeah. I hung up on him, and I was like, I'm going to go stare at that wall again. Yeah. Like, that was my place. My mental place was yeah. that I was so screwed. So it helped you that night a little bit also. Yeah, and, there's no question. I mean, listen, he's become one of my yeah. best friends, and, and uh, you know, we, we uh, it was just meant to be. And uh, I don't know. It's crazy. And, and certainly for me, uh, he knows I'm his biggest fan. Um, I th- To watch his ascent... And I, believe me, there are times when he needs a foot in his ass, and I give it to him. Sure. Happ- that's fa- that's ha- as the kids would say, that's hard facts. Yeah, yeah. It, it happens a lot, but Mark you know, is, is he could be blunt. At times yeah, I mean, he needs blunt sometimes, and if it means I need to, you know, to to talk to his mom to remind me to put my foot in his ass, yeah. I'll, I'll do it. And uh, but the bottom line is, this is a this is a kid who now is. Uh, nationally televised um, horse racing person. I mean, it's pretty. That's a great it's just story. phenomenal. It's a great. I didn't. I didn't know we were going to go into that at all today. You know what? That's an awesome story. I didn't know there was a story. They were going to be like, I'll tell oh, you. Bob Baffert's going to win again this year. All right, whatever. You know what? He's suspended. And, and it's so <laughs> funny. And and it's almost. Uh, it's almost ten o'clock. So we're almost going to wrap up. And I will tell you right now, I do not regret for a second that we did not beat the Derby up right now yeah, yeah. because it's happened a million times before. Anthony's done that already this week. And it allows me to shamelessly plug one more time Naira Bets. Everything is going to be up at Naira Bets by Friday. Nice. Uh, there will be extensive Derby coverage. In fact, I will analyze all 20 horses going into the gate. Uh, that'll be one of the blogs. There'll be tickets up for all of the big wagers for the weekend. There'll be tip sheets up for Friday and Saturday, both 
Churchill Downs and Belmont Park. Okay. Well, supposed to be a nice weekend. Get out to Belmont Park. There's a lot of good things happening at Belmont this weekend. Uh, and again, Derby25 is the promo code for Naira Bets. Open a brand new account. You get a free $25 bet on the 148th Kentucky Derby and the deposit match bonus of up to $200. Excellent. And we'll put a link on our page also for Naira Bets. So go to yeah. Naira Bets or just go to our page and we'll have a link up there. And, so and, and talk about there. the Mohegan Sun again, please. Mohegan Sun, we're going to start at 1215. Me and Mike McNansky from WEEI. Okay. He does the, po- the post-game and pre-game for the Red Sox. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll be in the uh, in the sports book up there, in the race book. My man Zach Montoya hooked me up again. Gave out Funny Side all the way back in 2003 up in Mohegan Sun. <laughs> so 20 years ago. Wow. 20 derbies ago. Crazy. Uh, I like Zandon. For those of you who are following out there, the the numbers are 10, 5, 3, 12. But again, the more extensive analysis uh, and all the picks and plays up at VegasInsider.com and, of course, over at NairaBets.com. Phenomenal. Awesome. Phenomenal. Um, before Mike closes it out, listen, what can I say? To me, this was um, by far the most enjoyable, and we've done a bunch of these already. I thought this was a home run. You almost episode. got tears tonight. Yeah, man. I, I, saw be, it, I, man. Be, I almost I got tears tonight. We had a home run with you, Anthony. You know I love you. You're my boy. I love you um, too, guys. And, I love uh, you, Mark. This is, um, you know, was great. Thank you very much. We know it's a, you know, you're doing blogs. You're on the TV. So thank you for coming out this week. Um, and thank you guys all for listening and watching. Uh, Mikey, what do you want to go ahead and plug before I we go? I do want to say that I, too, like cigars and get sad sometimes, so maybe I'll get invited to one of these. You're things. in. You I are re- in. I always see either you or D. Domenico post, oh, we're having cigars You're in. fucking driveway. Yeah. Like, I'm friends with them. I know. You're so in. Maybe, all right. So You're in. Good, so. You're in. And uh, just as far as plugging, um, uh, there's great shows here at Governor's Comedy Club this weekend. Uh, govs.com to get tickets either here in the main room of Governors, the Giggle Room, the Brokerage in Belmore, McGuire's uh, in Bohemia. Uh, I'm not working this weekend. I'll probably come hang here at Governors in Levittown. So come have a drink at the bar with okay. me or go see the show. Uh, next thing I really have to plug is I'll be at the other Mohegan Sun, uh, May 20th and 21st. Uh, at Wisecrackers Comedy Club. Oh, and next week, by the way, we'll let people know that we are scheduled to actually have two guests in via Zoom. If all things go the way they, they're gonna supposed be a to, blockbuster. we Let's have um, Tammy Piscatelli, uh, who is going to be headlining Governors uh, Friday, May 13th, who you may know from Last Comic Standing, and she's a nationally um, national headliner. She's on Howard Stern all the time. She will be on uh, live via Zoom, and uh, a half hour later, we're scheduled to have um, WFAN midday host Evan Roberts. Fucking awesome. On as well next week. So That's, that is the uh, that is the plan. Awesome. I listen um, to him every single day. I'm so, so excited. Again, it is Evan Roberts. Am I, yeah, am I Evan saying Roberts? it right? Yeah. yeah okay. Evan I want to make sure. Um, all right, that's it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Please yeah. share. Please like. Please do whatever you got to do, and we will see you guys next week. Check out Naira Betts, and thank you, Anthony Stabile. Thanks, Thank guys. you, Sally. Thanks, Sally. Check out Knock'em Dead Radio, all the Govs radio shows. Love it. Have a great night, everybody. Thanks, Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Peace. Take care. <laughs>